Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Hamstra as the Orc Countess Ada and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our Dungeon Master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow! It's time for Curse Code and Crown! Beyond the door, at the top of the long, winding spiral stairs uh, that you've climbed, is the observatory. Uh, the Spiros Observatory uh, main platform and main section lost to the uh, lost to the clouds. You also know that uh, in there is uh, Sylvia Tome, the science gnome, and uh, more of her team. Uh, you've reached the top of the stairs, Maka. You're up front. The door's in front of you. What do you do? I look back to my companions, looking a little dogged, but. Uh, just silently waiting for confirmation that we are ready to push through together. Duncan had just give a nod. And to Ita, he looks. Uh, big sigh. <laughs> just like <laughs> she's breathing real heavily at this point. Okay. <laughs> Maka nods. And I think like with his shield, like up against the, uh, the door. Um, oh no, you saw, said it was a doorknob, not like a push bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he, he turns the handle and, 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 charges in great uh so as soon as you open the door um you're hit by uh, a radiant blast of of um brilliant light um and uh your ears are filled with the sounds uh of a tortured scream as this this blast uh of, of light comes through um so maka uh i'm going to roll a we'll actually say a con save on this one I'm going to roll a con save? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, and I will give you... Hmm. I'm not going to give you advantage because of the size. Like, this is a full, like, door-sized blast of, of energy. Uh, but I will give you uh, the equivalent of bless uh, since you have your shield up and you were, like, not just like, hey! Like, you weren't cramering your way in. Um, right. So you gain uh, an additional uh, plus two to your roll. 15. 15. Um, all right. Uh, so you'll only take half damage uh, from Ooh. this, um, which is good because that is um, 18 points of damage. So you'll only take nine. Okay. Thank you. Um, the uh, the energy knocks you you back slightly, and uh, the party kind of makes moves back down the stairs a, a step or two as this blast of radiant light uh, and this this um, agonized scream uh, fill your ears uh, as you kind of duck down under the ray. Uh, it fills the entire gap of the door, um, and you can hear it um, burning and scoring the uh, the wall behind you. Um, it continues for a full ten seconds. Um, before uh, dissipating. Um, And uh, from inside, uh, you just hear Sylvia yell, plenty more where that came from, assholes. I recommend you turn around and go home. Well, I hope you like the taste of explosives. uh, Duncan will yell, and he will just throw one of his batons as hard as he can inside like a grenade to see if she fires again. Um, Yes, uh, there is uh, lightning fire, um, but it is not the beam. Um, but, uh, yes, the, the baton gets hit by, um, a blast of lightning that, uh, shatters it similar to the beam that, uh, Maka just got hit by. All right. So there's, the oh, sorry, uh, sorry. The beam that Maka got hit by on the stairs last episode, yes. not yeah. the, the light beam. Oh, yes. okay. Sorry. <laughs> Too many beams. <laughs> Maka, uh, 
somewhat singed, uh, uh, will say, uh, I heard a voice in that power. I fear it may be as it was with Blaine, that a god is being tortured for some some unnatural purpose. We also know that these people harness elementals. Inside the engine of their ship was an elemental, correct? And when we freed it by accident, we ended up fighting it to disperse it, but they had been using it to fuel the power source. Mm. Um, the... Can you roll me an inside check? Each Not of us? Duncan. One of us? Uh, Maka and Ito, please. Okay. Ida, uh, you can roll... Um... You can roll. I should roll at disadvantage, right? Uh, it's an ability check. Shit, it it is. Um, I would let you roll investigation, though. Okay, that's a inside. nine for Maka. I rolled yep. low. Oh, that's still a twenty-one. Um, you know there was an elemental in the engine, um, but you suspect it was um, a bolt that was feeding off the engine, not necessarily a trapped mm. elemental. You don't need to correct him, but this is something that you observed. Um, uh, of course, Ida's going to correct him. Um, I just wanted to offer you a chance to be a better person. No, thank person, you. But. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, if you actually look at the behavior of the elemental, it seemed that there was some power yet in the craft and that the elemental had been drawn and to it. And he's just going to raise a hand and put it and over her mouth and say, how do we get past the beam weapon? That's all that matters at this moment. And they'll take his hand away. Ida kind of mutters like that. Well, understanding is the first step, but okay. Cover the mouth again. How do we get (laughs) past the beam weapon? And he's going to look to Maka. Do you have anything that can teleport us to where we can do some punching? What do we got? I, I can increase, or rather I can reduce the evidence of our presence. Although... With this door being the only entrance, it may not be enough. Mark is referring to uh, pass without trace here. Mm. Duncan, can you roll me an insight check, please? Or perception, you can pick. Uh, all I want are no checks from fucking mythos. That's all yeah, I want. Um, 15. <laughs> 15. Um, you don't know if this means they just chose not to or if they can't, but the fact that they fired a different weapon at Lightning your baton. Gun. Yeah, that's kind of what, what I was thinking as well. They didn't hit it twice in a row, and she probably would have if they'd been paranoid. And then I think he'll just say, ah, fuck it, let's open recharges. Uh, and he would just like to sprint through the door but go <laughs> sideways. So he's not trying to run straight in. He just wants to get through the doorway and out to try to dodge fire. Cool. Let's get some initiative rolls, please. So you're not going to do the last Jedi thing where you're just – like flying Running straight into the beam. Laser fire? For like uh, I mean, 10 I minutes. thought about it. <laughs> Why slalom when you could drive straight? Uh, or uh, the Rick and Run, where it's like, oh no, someone's shooting arrows at me. I'm going to run a straight line. I mean, I rolled a nat one, so I think he's like, all right, let's charge. Uh, and he's clearly looking at two people who've already moved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get the rest of these, please. 17. Uh, sorry, what roll is this? Initiative, please. Oh, it's initiative. initiative. Uh, it's a 10. Okay. Oof. Good oof or bad oof? <laughs> bad, bad, bad oof for initiative for an enemy. So good, oh, that's good oof nice. for you. <laughs> I get stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I, you should. <laughs> I've rolled such fucking trash initiative for NPCs. It is Unless you uh, rolled a zero, it doesn't help me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you raise you raise a good point, right? Uh, <laughs> I need a DM who can roll a zero on a D20, please. <laughs> Find me one. <laughs> or a nat I mean it could have also be a nat one with less less decks, right? Valid. Okay. It's possible, Ryan. <laughs> One sec, will I do Though not all probable. <laughs> Bringing up the rear, Duncan Kindano with one. Um, okay, amazing. So, Duncan, uh, you go to uh, charge up, uh, feeling good, feeling awesome, uh, and you immediately get shot. 
with your with your one because uh, no. they were trained on the door waiting to shoot uh, whenever something came through, and that something was you. Uh, so let me see here. Um, alrighty. So it's going to take its attacks against you. I don't have enough d20s for this. Oh, what's your AC right now, man? 17. 17? Oh, that's pretty good. Ironically, it's always 17. <laughs> Until I put armor on, and then it probably goes down. You know who will not remember that between all of the things he's doing? Oh, no. I'm just satisfied that it's always 17. He wakes up naked in a bed, AC 17. That's insane, because I you have, have total armor, and I have AC 17. I have suave defense. So only if I'm not wearing armor, my AC is equal to 10 plus my dex modifier plus my charisma modifier. Okay, see, so, you now that's Very a question nice. I have. Like... Because I'm also like unarmed, so I have unarmored defense. So that's without different. an armor shield, that's different. Yeah, yeah. Because my his AC is, a is homebrew quality. Yeah, so is mine. I, yeah, but no, unarmored defense different. is a monk thing. Your rules are not my rules because mine's based on being so charming, baby. You can't stab this man. He dresses sexy, and his sexiness protects him. Okay. Yeah, it's suave defense, not unarmored defense. Okay. This is nothing but swash. It's just swash, <laughs> top yeah. to fucking bottom. Yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah, um, particularly with the homebrews, a lot of them get into different AC classes based on um, abilities and flavor and everything yeah. else. Uh, and honestly, um, one of my biggest pet peeves with homebrew characters is when they've been min-maxed. So you playing like uh, an orc countant who deals in like science and math magic if you were somehow a tank someone did something wrong like yeah. you should be able to like blow up brains and attack areas of characters that they normally don't have defenses in which is awesome but the cost of that should be getting kicked there's nothing worse than like well i'm a glass cannon but instead of glass i'm made of metal it's like oh so you just can deal infinite damage and you're invincible it's like yes it's a homebrew character i made myself what's it called a cannon <laughs> Just yeah. traditional cannon. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just nor normal cannon. But also dexterous, but also handsome. A dragonglass uh, cannon. Yes, exactly. Made of metal. Um, all right, so, um, Duncan, uh, you know how much you love uh, love not taking damage by using dice and such. Now's the time, Holmes. Um, so you get hit twice um, by um, blasts, uh, concentrated, like, blasts of fire um, from, uh, from a weapon. Um, they miss with one that like blows a chunk off the wall behind you. Okay. Um, the first one uh, is going to hit you for 10. The second, oh, sorry, you should that, tell me what you do. Uh, I'll take that one. Okay. Uh, that's a wise call. Second one hits you for 14. Great. Yeah. So I'll, I'll chop that one in half. So Great. cool. Um, so yeah, you run into to sprint and just immediately um, uh, uh, you hear uh Open fire! Uh, and just three blasts. Um, there are more shots uh, that, that run wide. Uh, unfortunately, you get, like, blasted up against a wall, bounce off and hit the ground. Lightning strikes the wall behind you. Um, and a uh, a blast of... One moment. Uh, yeah, so a bunch of fire, some lightning. Um, and actually just a, a blast of force. Um, like, just sort of a, a, like a... Um, a spiraling kind of um, blast of air blows a chunk of wall off um, over you. Um, and rather than dramatically running in and sprinting to the left, you're just kind of like crawling back up. But luckily by getting knocked down, um, it's not like an official knockdown, but a narrative knockdown, you don't get hit by the rest of the people who are, who are going to try and open fire. Um, now that you're inside the room, you're in a massive um, open uh, observatory. And honestly, it's beautiful. Um, it's incredibly well-designed. Big, uh, similar to the Seattle Space Needle or the uh, CN Tower, big round room with observation glass on all sides um, that is fogged with dark cloud um, and sort of lightning blasts outside. Um, so the room itself is poorly lit, um, not so much so that it's dim light, but it's just, you know, it would be a beautiful space if it was sunny. Um Cool. So big, big round circular room. And this thing is massive. This is like a, probably about a 60 foot wide. Like it's a big, big, big circular space um, with lots of different, uh, you can tell there were a lot of different sort of stations. There's like a restaurant corner and a bunch of different areas that, that people could enjoy. Um, however, uh, it's long, it's been closed up for a long time. Um, so instead it looks a little bit more like something from the last of us. People have clearly like there are tents that have been pitched. 
Um, things have been rearranged into living spaces. Um, there's, you know, clearly, uh, what almost looks like, like there's a bunch of boxes in a corner. There's like, um, the equivalent of a whiteboard with a bunch of shit written on it that you can't, you don't have time to read. Um, but it looks like it would have once been a very functional space that has been essentially squatted in by people for long enough that now it's, it's something almost completely different. Um, the stars team are through are, are have created barricades throughout um, that are targeting both the central elevator, um, which is partially why you didn't get shot by a billion people, and this mm-hmm. door. Um, the biggest feature uh, of the space uh, there's two that that uh, draw your attention. Um, the ceiling is it's a two story tall observatory. There's a lot of vertical space here. Um, there's a second ring above you um, that uh, seems to have a lot of. Um, there seems to be a lot of stuff up there that you can't really see from your vantage point on the ground. Um, but uh, strangest of all, there seems to be uh, what almost looks like um, a vehicle bay um, that's kind of uh, comes to a point in the center. So there's um, broken glass that clearly would have covered this. Um, this like the, the two floors were clearly separate at one point. But over the years, the glass has broken and been repurposed. So you can see up into kind of the superstructure. Second floor seems uh, definitely like a staff floor. This is definitely like the, the fancy, fancy show everyone what's going on place. But the actual scientific work was done one floor up. Um, so there's a um, sort of a bed that almost looks like um, a gondola um, at uh, like a, a major like Alpine resort or something. So kind of like a bunch of wheels and cables um and uh somewhere for uh for a car to park um there are cables that stretch out uh into a dark kind of tunnel um leading up um and in the center of the room beneath that with a bunch of cables leading into it and cables leading off of it is uh the lighthouse beam um so it's a massive um cylindrical glass uh sort of um, apparatus again much like everything else in the room a little bit damaged um but still there um and suspended in the center of this space uh is uh, a man um with crystal shards uh sticking out of his face and chest and arms uh and legs at various angles uh sort of a, a glowing blue crystal um he seems to be attached by cables uh, to sort of the um, a lot of the thick, heavy uh, sort of electrical cables going up and out of him, um, reach up into the second floor. Um, he is suspended in the center. Uh, his mass is is awkward, uh, awkwardly shaped. Um, a large part of his kind of like lower gut is crystalline. Um, so it's not like don't think of this as just like you know Luke Skywalker floating in a tube. This is like someone who is almost half crystalline and half organic. Um, and uh, his eyes and mouth are glowing, um, and he uh, he seems to be uh, weeping um, and gasping for breath. Uh, and you see a couple members of the stars team like rapidly um, trying to uh, like basically like checking in- instruments. They've set up an apparatus around him, uh, and I think at a glance you can tell that uh, they've managed to weaponize him. So the the lighthouse beam has become weaponized, uh, which is what uh, was shot at Maka. So this uh, guy, just to be clear, hanging with wires and shit in him inside a glass tube center of yeah. space. Yeah. So in a standard lighthouse, this would be where like the large torch, or in in modern terms, like the electrical light would be. Instead, there's like a crystalline man suspended in that space, um, and you can tell that it used to be uh, a rotating piece. Again, like it was it was the yeah. Yeah. the lighthouse. Um, but does this guy uh, look like he can walk, Tom? No, no, he's um, he just even he's been from, up there for a while. Yeah, yeah, like um, sleeping bag in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, the best way to think of it is just like if we think of these crystals. This isn't exactly what happened, but bear with me. If we think of these crystals as like um, if we go with Maka's cordyceps thing, it's like if these crystals had grown over time. Uh, he probably could have walked a while ago, but now his body proportions are so wrong and he has um, crystal like jabbing out of him and having replaced bits that if he came out, like there's probably not enough organic material left in him to be able to walk away. Does it look like he can turn his head and look around? Basically, Duncan's trying to map out, is this guy going to be useful if we can free him? Or is this guy just going to be stuck? Oh, the answer is no. Um, If you did, you'd have to... um, 
you you aren't sure what his powers are. You aren't sure how he works. Uh, and um, he might be able to walk. Um, but given that he's been suspended here, presumably for a very long time, he's likely got some muscle atrophy too. So you would need to get him a mobility device and there's no hope of that. Yeah, no, I think, sorry, Duncan is thinking more short term, which is if he can shoot things out of his eyes and we can blast through his canister, would he want to shoot the people torturing him? That's more where Duncan's thinking. So that Uh, seems to be question mark. He's not going to be a walking, talking. Now we have a tank, but yes, got it. Yep. Um, So not bad for rolling a one. On your initiative. Yeah. Uh, top of the round. Where it does get bad that you rolled a one on your initiative. Um, so Sylvia is uh, on the upper floor. Um, and uh, she um, looks down uh, and just says, ah, uh, oh, this is real disappointing. I really wish you hadn't come here. You, you really should have stayed at the at the stone house. You probably would have survived and been fine there. I, I, I hate that we're doing it this way, but, you know. Science waits for no one. Um, and uh, she flips her um, electrical guitar of science over uh, and cocks it. Um, and uh, she is going to take a sniper shot at you, Duncan. Uh, guitar. Oh, that's a cock die, but let's see. <laughs> well, she has advantage, uh, which is good because she rolled a one. But then she rolled a nine. Uh, which isn't great. And your AC is 17? 17. Okay. She <laughs> misses by one. Um, so um, she fires off a shot. Um, and I think, again, as you're kind of like getting up from being hit, you just kind of stumble forward. Um, and the shot um, blows a fist-sized hole in the wall behind you. Um, and uh, she just kind of like mutters something under her breath and um, uh, continues to reattune the guitar, uh, which is her round. Uh, Maka, uh Duncan has stumbled into the room and been shot uh, and stumbled away from your line of sight. Um, you see all of the things I just described when you step in. Okay. What do you do? I'm looking for the tightest group of people holding guns. Um, okay, yeah, sorry. I should probably give you that rundown. So big circular room. We've got uh, the the light source in the center. Um, the light source has two, uh, two gnomes um, operating it. On the second floor, uh, you have Sylvia and two guards. Um, and on the main floor, then, um, there are two pointed at the elevator and two pointed at the door. So generally speaking, everyone's kind of spread out. Um, the Probably the clearest threat to you, if you're looking at people with guns, there's one person who's got uh, the fire gun that they just shot um, Duncan with. There's another person with a lightning gun uh, that shot the the staff. So those are the two that are kind of like have set up barricades and are facing the door. So if you're trying to clear Ida a route in and you a route in, those would be the ones to focus on. And they're pretty close to each other because they literally like they flipped a table and got behind it with guns. Um, and alternatively, the guards that are firing down on us. Um, there are two that are up there with Sylvia who haven't acted yet. Uh, Sorry, but I could, said Ida, but I meant Sylvia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they could fire down on you. They seem to be going about a task right now. They're not actively engaged in the combat yet. Um, on your floor, there are a total of six. There are two that are operating uh, the lighthouse cannon. There are um, two that are aimed at the elevator who are now starting to turn to face the door. And there are the two that were on the door. The two operating the lighthouse and the two facing the elevator are all grouped together because the elevator comes up under the lighthouse light. So that's uh, that's four I could get with a spell that has a radius of 10 feet in a sphere? I'd give you three of the four. They're pretty tight, but they're not that tight. Okay, I'll, I'll go for that. I've been saving one last big spell slot for kind of more crowd control stuff. So centered on that group, I'm going to cast uh, Confusion. Oh, damn. Nice. Um, so there's a little bit of a roll table here. Okay. Uh, assuming they fail the save. So spell assaults and twists the minds, uh, uh, creatures' minds, spawning delusions and provoking uncontrolled actions. Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on a point I choose must make a wisdom saving throw. The DC is 16, I believe. Yeah, 16. Fuck me. They all fail. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, they can no longer take reactions. Uh, yep. which is good. Uh, they need to roll a D10 at the start of each of their turns to determine their behavior. <laughs> I have a chart for different confused uh, behavior. 
that's fun. <clears throat> okay. Uh, cool. Let me just take a quick moment to update my charts here so I can track who exactly is... <laughs> who is fucked and how fucked they are. Um, uh, and, and while you're doing that, I guess I'll just paint y'all a, a picture. Please. Yes. Uh, I think the, uh, the toadstools and mushrooms on Maka's uh, back and shoulders, I think they just vibrate a little. Uh, and it's almost like hearing a tuning fork, uh, just like a high-pitched kind of ringing, because uh, I think there's some fairy influence in, like, confusion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then centered on that point, that same sort of ringing sound can be heard as it sort of af- takes effect on the minds of of these, these three gnomes. Okay. <clears throat> nice. Um, all right. Man, that's fucking cool. Um... All right. Great. And one second, one second, one second. And okay. Awesome. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Okay. So you get uh, three of them. Um, the two that are operating the uh, the lighthouse cannon and um, one who's firing on the elevator or is like aiming at the elevator. Um, they are proper fucked up uh, by that. Um, so can't take reactions and I need to roll D10. On their turn, a D10 to determine their behavior for that turn. Um, Love at the end of their turn, they can make a wisdom save to, to recover. Okay. It's a concentration spell for me. It lasts up to a minute. Okay. Great. Um, all right. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, I would like to move if I can. After Please. I yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to see about basically... Uh, uh, I think I'll... No, I need to maintain concentration. So I, I want to see if I can move to cover from the door, get out of the line of fire, similar to what Duncan was was trying to do as well. Okay, um, I'll let you do that. I think they won't be able to take um, opportunity attacks against you with their weapons because they fired them all at, at Duncan. Okay. So I think if you're the second one in, they've already fired off their their Overwatch shots. So you're you're good to to rush. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm moving to to cover then. Okay. Great. The, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, we'll say you grab Duncan, kind of like by the cape as you run by, and drag that him behind. Great. Yeah. Um, again, this is um, honestly the best like. A tour center works for me because I like go to a lot of park tour centers and stuff with, with <laughs> my family. Um, but uh, a library is also like a like a public library is also probably a pretty good mental image for this in terms of like short. There's a lot of like short stacked um, uh, racks and that sort of thing. So there is a lot of cover you can duck behind. Also, admittedly, the stars team hasn't had a ton of time up here, and the time they did have, they spent rigging up the cannon. So like. You know, it's not like they're they're fully entrenched. Um, so we'll say you're, you're running up the right wall, um, so west or east. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, uh, the east wall, uh, and the two of you make it to cover. Cool beans. Um, all right, that brings us to um, the. Uh, there's a gnome um, up top uh, who is kind of observing things as Sylvia is like reloading. Um, he's got, um, slicked blonde hair. Um, he's wearing like, uh, reflective shades, uh, black gloves, um, green. So it's like, is this one of the guards? Uh, this is one of the, the second floor people. Uh, yeah. who's, uh, yeah. One of the stars team who's doing something other than shooting at you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he just kind of pushes the glasses up his nose and says, Sylvia, you really shouldn't be engaging in this combat. It is most necessary that you are ready for when the vehicle arrives. Um, and he just kind of looks up and he says, Jill, what is the estimation on the arrival of the vehicle? Um, and the other gnome um, who's wearing a blue beret kind of pulled sideways looks no. at, uh, come on, man, you must have known. <laughs> you must have known. Um, uh, just says, uh, it's on its way, but it's not going to be here yet. These things take time. Um, and then she kind of looks up and she's like, also, yeah, Sylvia, get the fuck away from the ledge. What are you doing? And Sylvia just holds up a hand. She says, science, baby. Doing science. <laughs> Um, bringing us to, um, Ita, and I just got to change a counter here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a counter. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> Tom. Time, time advances. Uh, Ita, uh, the room looks the way it looks. Um, what do you do? 
Um, have I, is there any, um, cover that I can get behind in my 15 feet of movement, like maybe yep. to the west of me? Uh, yes, opposite absolutely. Opposite to Duncan and Maka, try to yep. split the fire of everyone Again, else. lots of low walls. Uh, this is this is a Gears of War dream. Uh, okay. Like, you can just stick to any of these walls. But yeah, um, again, the, the nice thing is all the prepared actions went off. So okay. if you're, like, running in... Because, again, like, I, I know this, this round of combat is taking a fucking age, but in terms of how long it takes in real time, it's literally, like, door opens, blast, Duncan runs, Duncan gets shot and ducks... Maka's in, you're in. Yeah. So it's not like they they can just be like, oh, and more are coming. Hang on one sec. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, come on in. Uh, unless you want to wait and take a short rest or something stupid. So yeah, you, you can definitely get <laughs> get to re- um, cover with your 15. Okay. Um, also something worth noting that very rarely comes up on our shows because of theater of the mind. You can also burn your action to double move if you need more distance okay. at any point. You don't need it right now, but yeah, if you yeah, do, yeah. that's cool. Um, okay, so I will, um, ooh, I really want to take out Sylvia. <laughs> so, so do it. Yeah. It will help all of us. I will, I will perform a droid analysis on Sylvia. Yep. Um, and. Can you, uh, roll me a, uh, what's your, what's your stat for that? Uh, there is no stat for that. Okay. I was just probably intelligence, right? If we were to, yes. to categorize it. So roll me an intelligence save, please. Uh, that is a 17. Okay. Um, your, uh, the, the tumult of emotion uh, that you're feeling about the betrayal of your hero, Sylvia Tome, the science gnome, uh, threatens to overwhelm your droid analysis. It's hard to think objectively when you're so full of... This is a very much a Mr. Spock feeling feels for the first time. Mm. Like, um, <laughs> uh, it's not quite a pawn far situation. We're in the ballpark. Um, so for a moment, um, you you have a hard time uh, kind of beautiful minding this because it's there, there's so much there for you. Um, but then you focus and you kind of uh, let your training take over uh, and you succeed in performing the analysis. Um, in which case I will attempt to cast confounding theorem at her. I will, I will say to her, you have betrayed the scientific community and your methods are unsound. And that's the word that I use to cast confounding theorem. So she needs to make, uh, in man, intelligence saving throw DC 14. Yeah. Um, she passes, as you can probably imagine. Uh, she just okay. shrugs and says, I am the scientific community, baby. <laughs> she still takes, uh, 14, 17, uh, nine. Nine? All right. Psychic damage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, she yells that down, but you also see her just kind of like wince as she does so. Um, it's weird because... She does disagree with you. She does clearly believe what she said. But there's like a logic gap of like, well, wait, hang on a minute. I didn't betray myself and I'm the scientific community. So what? So like, there's just enough that you can yeah. tell it did get through. <laughs> um, but uh, she she stands firm. I also like to think that like my belief is so strong that it I, like just. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. Like she's able it's to defend unsettling. a bit, but yeah, 100%. Also, like I feel like Ida probably has incredibly powerful latent psychic abilities that just manifest in this way. Like she's yeah. yelling things and the words themselves are like bad, but like your head doesn't explode from feeling bad. But a guy's <laughs> did, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Great. Um, all right. Uh, good round. Next up, we have uh, our poor confounded people. Okay. Poor, poor, <laughs> confounded people. So roll a d10 for anyone who's confused. So I have a two, a four, and a nine. Okay, so I nine. that nine's going to be great. Nine can actually uh, act and move normally. Oh, hey. Uh, he's still confused, but for this turn, he can act and move normally. Um, he can do a save at the end of his, his or her turn. Yep. Uh, two and a four, you said? That's correct. They don't move or take actions for this turn. Okay, cool. amazing. Love it. Um, so, um, so one of them, uh, he's, uh, the guy on the cannon, um, 
he is is just like uh, looking at the cannon and his his other confused compatriot. Uh, she turns to him and she's like, "You you look like you need healing." And he's like, "No, I need cannon." She's like, "No, you need healing." And he's like, "Cannon!" And they just turn and start having like a cannon healing, cannon healing <laughs> fight. Um, and she like sprays him in the face with like a first aid spray. And he yells at her and he like points at the cannon angrily. Meanwhile, his uh, friend who isn't uh, confounded is looking at both of them desperately trying to do a two-person job on his own. Um, we'll see how well he does. Uh, oh, man, crit crit 20. Uh, so grumbling to himself, um, he starts, like, getting the, the couplings up and running. You just hear, um, you see a surge of energy run through the cabling uh, below and above uh, the central pillar. And um, uh, the, uh, the the crystalline uh, man just goes, no, 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 not again, not again. Um, and uh, slowly, um, his whole body uh, begins to glow. <music> Meanwhile, um, we go to a thing I they, roll for quietly. They can uh, also save to see if they break out of the confusion. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, DC 17? 16. 16. Nope, nope, and nope. Yay! Big old bag of nope. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, a thing happens somewhere. Um, Duncan. Uh, Duncan, from where he's in cover with Maka, yells up, Hey, Sylvia! Kelly Kegstan sends a nice go fuck yourself! Uh, and the camera zooms in on Mr. Bang, in through the side to the barrel, and written in ancient dwarven on the two smoking rounds are just go and fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, and he just looks up at her and he goes, and it's a sweet burn. Uh, and then he would like to unload both barrels of his incendiary rounds. Uh, All right. Sylvia. Amazing. Uh, and he's going to, I mean, if that's not swashing, I don't know what the fuck swashing is. So we're going to put some swashing on that shit. Uh, the first one is a 23 to hit. Yep. And the second is a 26 to hit. Yes. So the 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 burning rounds fly true through the air to hit Sylvia. Uh, feel free to add your adroit analysis. Oh, it's added, baby. Beautiful. Which Much is... adroit. Very analysis. You know, uh, it's so it's so simple and straightforward. <laughs> so the burning rounds do 27 damage uh from the fire. Oh, uh Actually, more than that, I lied. Just a second. <laughs> Standing uh, by. <laughs> 21. They do 35. Oh, uh, including the swash no! that was put on them. Plus, plus one. So 36. <laughs> Wait, was that two attacks? That was two attacks. Uh, plus one eight total. Oh, 36 becomes so 43. 43, 43 yeah. yeah. 43 Holy damage total. Shit. From burning dwarf rounds. Um, so yeah, so Sylvia um, has just yelled over his shoulder that like she literally like she's doing a like uh, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Or like she's got her guitar in one hand, hand out, just being like, I am science. Uh, and then she hears that. And uh, to your cinematics, um, as the rounds fly out of the gun, um, it's just like, you know, big smirk. Um, and you just behind her uh, see uh, Dr. Wesker um, just like pull his sunglasses down um, and yell like, get back as the two rounds just like arc through the air. Uh, and she turns just in time. It's like full smarmy smile, a little bit of a headache from Ida uh, to see them. And immediately and for the first time since you've known Sylvia, her face falls uh, as she realizes what's coming. Um <laughs> And I imagine, like, you're yelling all of this as you fire. Like, you're not going to be like, I'm yelling you a warning, lamb. Um, so she hears the, the keg stand Kelly piece and, like, her face twists in, like, surprise um, and rage. Um, and uh, the uh, the last thing you see before the explosion is just the, the swing of, of beads around her neck as she turns. Uh, and the rounds just hit her, like, square in the chest uh, and explode. Um, you see um, uh, the, the crackle of um, blue electricity as um, her uh, her kind of like personal field uh, generator like takes part of the hit. Um, but it like crackles and shorts out and breaks. It's a little bit like the um, in Guardians of the Galaxy when they like travel through space and it's all the, uh, the hexagons. It's like that kind of shielding, but it's not built to hold up against this. 
So it crackles and breaks and sparks. Um, and uh, you just see the blast like throw her um, sort of like out of your line of sight uh, against a wall uh, as she just like screams in agony. Uh, she's definitely not dead, but she is heartily fucked up. Hmm. Um, and uh, because he just can't help himself, you hear just a, as the, uh, the, the, the blonde gnome shoves his glasses back up his nose, just a, I told you so, um, hmm. which is useless for all involved. Uh, but, and you know. Before that is even said, Duncan is moving because unlike Maka, who is a supernatural force of energy and Ida, who's got a bunch of crafty ways to do things, Duncan is a soldier with the powers of a soldier with a sword, uh, which means he's likely to die anytime they go into battle. So it's more about getting the job done gloriously than it is anything else. Uh, the moment the bullets are even hitting her, he's breaking and using his movement to charge the cannon guy. Because if he can mm. be engaged with them, it'll at least complicate shooting the fucking cannon. And if people want to shoot at him, they got to risk hitting friendlies. So he'll just okay. use the movement to get to engagement range nice. with his sword out and gun away. He can't attack this turn, but it's more about using the fact that he's fighting up close as a cover. And just to be clear, when you say the cannon guy, do you mean um, Kenneth, who is operating the, the one guy who's confused but still operating the cannon, or the actual man in the cannon? Thinking, thinking man powering up cannon, not the yeah. confused three, the functional one. Yeah, gotcha. Mm. Cool. Uh, I mean, they're all kind of there, so he'd probably yeah. be close enough to be engaged with functional and whoever's to his side. But his yeah. thing is just hit the guy who's operating the gun. Is Fair enough. The good nasty. thing is the Confused 3 can't take reactions. So yeah. yep. you can um, kind of move through the You will mass. get uh, one attack of opportunity from doing this from uh, the other remaining non-confused elevator guy. Um, but uh, he's got a gun, so he's just going to swing it at you. He can't shoot you. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's not going to be a good attack, but there will be uh, yep. an attack. As is a, a a big beefy guy in a green vest, um, he misses. So right. as as you run by, uh, he just tries to like cold cock you with his gun, um, but he was aimed at an elevator that no one came up. So it's really one of those like as the swirl of combat goes, it's like oh no! Um, and as you run by, he uh, he he throws throws a rifle butt at you, but it doesn't uh, doesn't affect you. He might be a problem next round, but he's not a problem right now. Um, great. So you thing. you close you close to Kenneth operating the cannon. Oh boy, so many initiatives. Um, okay, next up, we've got uh, the two guys who were aimed at the door. You've all broken from the door. Um, Duncan is exposed, but Maka is big and scary, and Ida is yelling at Sylvia. So one of them is going to turn and try and shoot at you, Duncan, but he's got to roll it with disadvantage because he's shooting into combat. Like yeah. into combat. Although, mm, no, yeah, no, he would. Weird, weird choices all around. Um, oh fuck, no, he misses. Um, he, it's that classic, like he, he turns around, but he's got like a lightning cannon, and he doesn't want to shoot the the crystal. So it's a lot of like, you know, that that classic, like looking down the the barrel thing, um, just trying to trying to get a shot. And someone's like, Richard, take the shot. And he's like, I can't, I can't get a clear shot. Also, being scientists, uh, all of them are fully aware of the uh, the possible consequences of their actions. So it's him being like, there's a crystal there that channels energy. If I shoot this thing, mm. so it's weird as you're all getting like minor amounts of advantage from, these are all scientist fighters who are just like that. that tactically, this is a bad decision because I can math it out. Um, the other guy, uh, Edward, he's going to take a, an attack against um, Ita. Um, Ita, you're ah. in cover. So yeah. um, he's going to have disadvantage, um, cool. but he turns his, uh, his fire gun on you. Oh man, just fucking garbage. <laughs> garbage um as you you finish yelling at sylvia you duck down as um a, a rack of uh of um potions behind you gets blasted um you're showered in glass and foul smelling ah. liquid um as uh you kind of dust things off um you uh you know like anytime you get like covered in stuff sometimes things just stick to you um, mm -hmm. There's like a label across a bunch of broken glass stuck to your shoulder um, <laughs> that you you uh, sort of like brush off quickly, uh, but not before you see uh, the logo House of Dano, um, which you flick yeah. away uh, angrily. Um, that's the end of them. Top of the round, Sylvia. Uh, Sylvia is real fucked up. Um, so she is going to... Um, you just hear like a litany of, of curses 
uh, from up top, and and she's like, how how, how dare they? I'm, I'm Sylvia Tome, the, the science gnome, bitch. Sylvia Tome, the science gnome, bitch. And you just hear uh, Jill from up top be like, yes, yes, you're Sylvia. T- Sylvia, Syl, you got to shut up. Got to shut up, hon. Hang tight. Um, and she's going to heal for. No. Ooh, heal for 10. No. Uh, but that's all she does because <laughs> I'm going to get hit by two exploding rounds squarely. It's not a not a fast like, I'm good. It's uh, <laughs> more of a put me back in. It's the Rocky like you got to cut me thing. And they're like, no, we're not going to cut you. Um, so that's how she spends her round. It's not great. Maka. Uh, so to refresh your memory um, on the ground, you've got um, uh, lightning gun and fire gun. Um, Lightning gun is trying to shoot Duncan, but can't get a clear shot. Fire gun is shooting at Ida on the west wall. Um, and they are both closest to the door you entered through. So the, the southernmost two, um, they are also exposed because their barricade only faces that door. So they have no cover. Um, mm. Around the uh, lighthouse gun, you've got um, the three vexed people. Uh, there's the uh, uh, the woman and the guy, Rebecca and Joseph, who are arguing about whether they need first aid sprays or lightning ca- or lighthouse cannons. They're currently useless. Uh, and then you have Ken that Duncan has engaged with, who is trying to operate the cannon. Uh, also, there is Chris. He tried to swing at Duncan as he ran by and missed. Up okay. top, you have Wesker and Jill helping Sylvia with something. What do you do? Uh, I'll... Uh, uh... From cover, try to cast a chill touch on a flame gun person. Okay, great. So that's a spell attack. Seven plus eight for 15. 15 will hit him. Yep. Okay. So that is 2d8 necrotic damage. Not bad. Um, Seven and uh, four. What is that? 11? Yep. Yep. 11 necrotic damage. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Um, he is looking rough, but is still up. Okay. I'm going to basically try to remain in cover. Cool. Yeah. So you just pop Maintain up. Maintain concentration. Chill touch. Um, and uh, he, he just, he's like, ah, ow, it burns. It burns. But but through my weather resistant, clo- interesting. Yeah. Um, they just can't. Just a ghostly them. skeletal hand like clutches at it and just like makes like no tangible contact with him. But as it like passes through, mm. it does the the damage. Cool. Um, and yeah, he just says, uh, um, like he, uh, he uses his shoulder to tap his comm link, and he's just like, uh, note to self: uh, just uh, weather resistant jumpsuits to against. Oh, so oh, it burns, and it's oh no. Um, he's having a bad time. Uh, dope. Uh, that brings us to the folks up top on the second floor. Um, uh, Wesker uh, draws uh, a uh, um, a wand um, and kind of uh, steps up. And you can tell that he is he's not going quite to the lip, but he is clearly kind of the, if anyone gets up here, I fuck with him. So he's holding action. Mm. Um, the second floor uh, is not visibly accessible from your level. Um, there are some crates and things that have been stacked that could, if you want to climb them and try and jump mm. up and like hoist yourself up. Um, otherwise, uh, you do see some doors against the north wall that likely lead to like small ladder alcoves. But again, it's a staff... It's the staff level. West so, wall? Uh, north wall. North wall. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Um, cool. Um, so he's just holding action. Uh, we go to Jill. Ooh, that is bad for her, but good for you. Uh, nothing happens on my mysterious chart of things happening. Um, Ita. Um, as Syl had, had yelled... Um, like I am science, you know, whatever she wrote. I, I, I think Ida just, you know, adroitly analyzes her again and just, just yells, you, you are not science. You are corruption. In fact, you are a hack and on hack. She'll uh, cast confounding theorem once again. Can you cast that on someone you can't see? No. Okay. Like, oh, I can't see her. Um, I'm going to say you do it anyway because she can hear you, but um, I'm going to give her advantage on the save. Do you need line of sight for adroit analysis? Yeah. Okay, so you uh, can't adroit, but you'll get your, your oh, hurtful Oh, shit, fuck. Words. I need to see her. 
Uh, uh. I'm going to let yeah, this fly. Yeah, I need to because, see her. I need to uh, see her. I'm, I'm going to let this one fly because it would make sense to me that you've you've spent time staring at her for a while now. So, like, it's yeah. not like she, you're gaining any new information. So you're maintaining. You're trying to insult her rather yeah. than, like, observe her combat patterns. But, um, again, I'm going to give her advantage on uh, on the save against this because she's out of out of your line. Of um, or does this just happen? You, no, because the droid analysis would just happen. Do you know what? It actually doesn't help. The droid analysis doesn't help me except for, like, an extra, like, plus three damage. So if I can't see her, I can't see her. She yeah. just has to be able to hear me for a confounding theorem. Yes, she can hear you. So yeah, perfect. That so. works fine then. All right, so uh, rolling to save. Against 14. Uh, she does. Okay. She'll take ah, <laughs> four points of psychic damage. It's all worth Woo! it. <laughs> um, from up top, she'll yell very scientifically, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's too hurt to, to really come up with much else. Um, Just for flavor, he yells, no, fuck you. <laughs> Um, and from up top, you just hear Wesker say, touche. Um, <laughs> it sounds sarcastic, but it also kind of sounds earnest. It could really break either way. <laughs> um, great. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, we come to our confounded people yet again. So D10s. Yep. Oh, boy. Chart. All right. I got a 10. They're good. I got a nine. They're good, too. I got a four. Four is they can't take any movement or action. <laughs> so the one that Duncan just charged got the four. So oh, he nice. is, uh, he he kind of like stops and says, wait, wait, Sylvia's a hack? Um, meanwhile, <laughs> uh, Rebecca and Joseph get their shit together um, in turn, uh, realizing that the, uh, the cannon is uh, operational. Unfortunately, the cannon is currently pointed at the door, not at any of you. Um, so they're going to, sp- let's see if they can crank it. They're going to try and crank it around and hit Duncan. And unfortunately, their friend Wait, Kenneth. Sorry, which ones are Rebecca and Joseph? I'm losing track of who's doing what here. Yeah, so these are <laughs> these are the two who were yelling at each other previously. So okay. in the original setup, uh, Rebecca and Chris were pointing at the elevator and uh, Joseph and Kenneth were on the cannon. You've engaged okay. Kenneth. Kenneth was the one who was sane last turn. Joseph and Rebecca were yelling at each other because they were confounded. They are now no longer confounded. The one you are engaged with is now confounded, so he's completely useless. They, unfortunately, are useful. The problem is the cannon is still pointed at the door, so now they need to work to see if they can turn it fast enough. Got it. There's just a lot of gnomes and a lot of names. That's the other reason. This makes I fully understand. I'm happy to break it down each and every time. We're going to start crossing names off that list. Yeah, they're going to go pretty quick. Uh, most of these people were dead before the video game began, so like it's fine. Uh, so only one of them succeeds. So they crank it. Uh, so the cannon was pointed south. It is now pointed southeast. Uh, Maka, that is where you are, um, but you're also not an active threat, and they want to get Duncan, who is fighting Kenneth, on the east side of this. So in another round, the cannon will be correctly aligned uh, to shoot you if they can. And now we need to roll to see if they... Can confusion, yeah. Three of them, um, sixteen, the number to beat. All three of them uh, shake off their confusion. Uh, wow. The okay. the sword wielding scary man who looks like a weird like Sandman comic book villain is enough of a threat that they're like, we got to get him. Uh, but that will not help them this round. Uh, bringing us to Duncan. Great. Duncan's got his mission is pretty clear, which is kill the motherfucker that's in front of him and then get to the other two motherfuckers trying to shoot him with the crystal (laughs) man. So uh, he's got his two attacks. Uh, He's also going to reach down and draw his scabbard in his other hand and unveil the the banner of, oh, I wrote it down somewhere, the scabbard of unlikely fellowship. So just flying the flag of Maka, Hope, uh, and the Alliance of Equals. Uh, which will give himself bless and up to three creatures. So he'll choose Ita and Maka because shit is desperate. Uh, Duncan, I think Maka would know only bust this out when stuff's going bad and will likely get worse. Uh, but it is out. So everybody has blessed, which means you can add a D4 to attack rolls and saves for the nice. next minute. Or I'm imagining until I drop the banner, <laughs> which could also theoretically happen. Um, so his attacks, uh, he's using a swashing point as well. His first attack. Um, 
plus four plus seven. To 21 to hit? 21 I'm imagining will hit the... Hit. Against Kenneth? Absolutely, yes. Yes, he is, uh, he is no Sylvia Tome the Science, no. I'll tell you what. Uh, and the next one is a 29. No, that one doesn't go through. Yeah, fucking... <laughs> He's, All right. He's in. He's gonna have a bad day. Uh, twelve plus. Oh God! There's so much math. Twelve <laughs> plus eight, twenty. Twenty damage. Uh, how does Kenneth die? Uh, Kenneth gets uh, a slash across the throat, and then just a rapier directly through the eye and at the back of his skull. That's withdrawn uh, as Duncan spins, and then he just wants to engage the other two on big spooky cannon. Yep. That's his fair whole enough. Goal. So Joseph is the next closest. So I right. imagine you just roll through into him. I will yep. say, um, as you do so, you are uh, uh, bathed in pink light as the uh, brain and blood matter that sprayed uh, the, the crystalline man um, casts nice. his glow in a grisly new hue. Roll on through to Joseph. Which would look creepy as shit on my all-black gas mask, like, yeah. <laughs> plague doctor murderer of justice. <laughs> right, so uh, I, I advanced through to engage again, but I've already made my attack this round, so I'm Great. just in combat as a way to confuse, create attacks of opportunity and make sure shooting at me is a pain in the ass. Gotcha. Um, that brings us to uh, Edward and Richard who had eyes on the door. Um, yeah. Richard has been chill touched. Edward is trying to shoot at Ida. Um, Richard is now going to turn on Maka. He can't hit Duncan from here, but you are in cover. So you've got, um, he's got disadvantage. He's going to open fire with his lightning gun. Yeah. Uh, I assume an eight. Uh, will not uh, do it for you there, sir. Nope, just short. Ah, hmm. Short well. of my nine AC. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's always tomorrow. It's always a day away. Um, all right, fire gun. Uh, Ita, it will hit you. No. What's your AC? 15. Okay, it will hit you twice. Uh, I've been playing with AC 13, and I discovered recently that that was incorrect. Hey, hey. Yeah, AC 13, you're a, you're a baby. Yeah. Um, all right, so that is... It's like I'm Alan again. <laughs> uh, that is uh, 11, oh, sorry, uh, 16 points of damage. Oof. As the uh, the, the fire rays like... stings. Punch through the uh, the shelving um, again, showering you in in shards of glass and uh, uh, spraying you with mysterious uh, mysterious liquids. Um, uh, that said, you can gain uh, three HP as oh, a hey. uh, slightly uh, slightly past its due date uh, or its expiry date uh, health potion um, <laughs> showers you with minimal Love healing. It. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, so that's the two of them. Uh, above you, um, there's a, a grinding of gears as a um, a slick, shiny silver pod um, rams at full speed into the oh. into the chamber, uh, slamming against a buffer uh, on the second floor, um, rattling it and shaking kind of the entire space. Um, and uh, you hear uh, Doctor Wesker just say, "Time to go." Um, the door opens with a hiss, and uh, all of you watch in in frustration and horror as Sylvia Tome, limping, um, you know, her goggles, part of them blasted away. So it's it's that classic like Spidey, whenever Spider Man gets fucked up and like one of his his things is broken. So she's still wearing the goggles, but the glass is gone. <laughs> yeah, half her hair is burnt off. Um, the guitar is is badly damaged, but she slings it over her back, um, and uh, just uh, says. Uh, Finish them off, stars. And then she like climbs into the pod and slams the door. Uh, and uh, Duncan, I think you in particular, as you rush forward bathed in crimson light, uh, watch as your chance for justice slips away into the clouds, only strengthening your resolve to finish this quickly so you can bring Lady Justice to her who needs it most. The 
This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's artwork was created by the brilliant Del Barovic. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at El Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse Code and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time the Half Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lord Abradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.